You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney, SDB. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, where John the Baptist calls for conversion and the acceptance of a ritual of baptism using the words that Jesus will also use, Kingdom of Heaven is at hand. But what John is doing is only a preparation for the fiery immersion into the spirit-filled baptism that Jesus will bring. For Jesus is the true master whose sandals John is not worthy to untie. We begin now with a reading of the text by Declan. In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He proclaimed this message in the desert of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This man John wore a garment made of camel hair with a leather loin cloth round his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole Jordan district made their way to him, and as they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. But when he saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees coming for a baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming retribution? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to tell yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. Because, I tell you, God can raise children for Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe is being laid to the root of the trees, that any tree failing to produce good fruit will cut down and thrown on the fire. I baptize you in water for repentance, but the one who comes after me is more powerful than I and I am not fit to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn in a fire that will never go out. We will now hear a reflection on the text by Father Maloney. We began our celebration of Advent, strangely, by reading a text from the Gospel of Matthew that came from the end of the Gospel and that spoke about the need for us to be prepared to face Jesus' second coming at the end. That is one of the features of this liturgical season. But with today's Gospel, we go back to the beginnings. And we go back to a time immediately before the ministry of Jesus. And we meet another figure very important to the celebration of Advent, the figure of John the Baptist. And as the ministry of Jesus begins, and before it begins, John the Baptist introduces us to who Jesus is and what he will do for us. He proclaims the coming of the kingdom, And the Baptist uses words which Jesus himself will use very soon when he appears on the scene. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist appears like a prophet, dressed like Elijah, the first of all the prophets. He calls for repentance, a response to God's actions by a change of heart and mind about what is most important turning around, the turning away from the messiness of our lives and the change in our lifestyle. And there is this 
slightly penitential aspect to the period of Advent. And that, of course, is why we wear the colour purple in our liturgical season. But it's important to notice the Baptist does not appear on the scene proclaiming repentance on his own authority. It is not as if the Baptist is the person who is in charge of affairs. He makes his appeal for conversion and announces the coming of the kingdom under the authority of the word of God. He looks to the prophet Isaiah, who prophesied the presence of the Baptist by saying, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord, make his paths straight. Fulfilling God's design, as indicated by the prophecy of Isaiah, the Baptist seems to attack the traditional ways of God. He saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism. These two groups represent the major religious institutions of Israel. The Pharisees were a people of the book who took the law to synagogues wherever there were Jews. They were a highly mobile and very evangelical group of Jewish religious leaders. The Sadducees, on the other hand, were priests, an older presence in Israel, who were fixed offering sacrifice at the one temple in Jerusalem. In many ways, the Pharisees were missioners, going wherever there were Jews. The Sadducees called the people to their temple. But neither of these ways to God is satisfactory. John the Baptist is not the first prophet to attack false religion. Like all the prophets before him, he attacks any pretense to be religious, using expressions which reflect the fierce righteousness of God's prophet and the insidious wickedness that false religious practices produce. He calls these religious leaders brood of vipers. He attacks the institutions of Israel because they are not bearing the fruit which a true relationship with God should produce. They act on the belief that they have a special place in God's hierarchy. They claim we have Abraham for our father, but blood ties are not the basis of oneness with God. It's not what family you belong to that matters. And as the Gospel of Matthew will show later, the inexhaustible creative powers of God can turn stones into children and Gentiles into disciples. Indeed, one of Matthew's major concerns is to send out the Christian church to bring the good news to all the nations. It's not enough to say, we have Abraham for our father. Thus they must repent. They must produce appropriate fruit. They must not presume that they are the religious authorities and thus have all the right answers in instructing and showing how one goes to God. Despite his exalted role as the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, the precursor of the Messiah, the one who is able to attack the leadership of Israel and point to the true way, John concludes his witness in our Gospel today by humbly subordinating himself 
and his work to the person of Jesus. There is a design which God has. One event follows another. One great prophet leads to another. The baptism of John is only a material rite leading to repentance, while Jesus will plunge us into the fiery experience of God's Holy Spirit. The one who follows John chronologically is, strangely, the stronger of the two. Normally, the master leads and the one who follows learns. But as so much with the Gospel, as so often with the Gospel, here the roles are reversed. The one who is yet to come is the master, whose sandals, the precursor, the slave, is not even worthy to carry. The Church's use of John the Baptist over the Advent season introduces us to some pretty fiery language, some strong condemnations, and some clear indications that we must be pure and open to God and God's strange ways. The very reversal of roles which John uses to show the superiority of Jesus is an indication of the strangeness of God's presence among us. The Advent season asks us to join John's audience hearing these challenging words as we have these days of preparation for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and the one who is able to separate the wheat from the chaff is coming. The one who will show us the true, authentic way to God will be born. We who are now living in the church after the first coming of Jesus know and experience that we are already gifted with the presence of Christ among us. But does that influence our lives in any real and effective way? We delight in the first coming of Jesus Christ at Christmas and we wait for the Christ who is still to come, as we learned last Sunday. What will be our response to his two comings? First, as we celebrate Jesus at Christmas, and second, as we wait for his second coming into our lives, at our death and at the end of all time. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and resume when you're ready to return. Welcome back. We now conclude with a reading from Steph. In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He proclaimed his message in the desert of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This was the man spoken of the prophet Isaiah when he said, A voice of one cries in the desert, Prepare a way for the Lord, make his path straight. This man wore a garment made of camel hair and a leather loined cloth round his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole Jordan district made their way to him. And as they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. 
But when he saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees come from baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming retribution, produce fruit in keeping of your repentance, and do not presume to tell them yourself. We have Abraham as our father, because I tell you, God can raise children from Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe of being laid into the roots of the tree, and so that any tree failing to produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown onto the fire. I baptize you in water for repentance, but the one who comes after me is more powerful than I, and I am not fit to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan in his hand will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff will burn in a fire that will never go out. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for this episode, Declan and Steph. Join us next week as we continue on our Advent journey and hear more about John the Baptist. If you would like to be a reader or have any other feedback, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au or via our Facebook page.